Welcome to the Dragon Party! Dragon Party! Dragon Party, here we are. I'm your host for this event, Brett Brandis. And joining me, as always, my co-host, the guy with the serving platter. We don't know what's on it. I, I don't know if I'd accept it from him. It's going to be Eric. Eric, tell him your name. I'm Eric Manjo, and yeah, this, this has been on the serving platter for a while. So whatever you have is is just not left. Yeah, ba- basically, if I walk around with something, then my boss won't come ask me any questions. Right. Oh, you're do- you're doing it as the like, look, I'm I'm busy. I'm working. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, I gotta get through. Look, I'm doing stuff things. On the platter, I'm going somewhere. That was like there was like an old uh, commercial. Not an old. I don't think it was that old. But the commercial where there's like the guy in the closet like with a broom, and they're like, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "I got a broom." So that's all right. <laughs> We're good. The, the boss comes in, is like, "You're doing a great job." And he's like, "Fucking told you." <laughs> Look at that broom. Broom, <laughs> the the broom play. It might have been a show that I'm thinking of. Actually, now I'm thinking. I think it might have been a show, a TV show that I was thinking of, like one of those community shows or something like that. But either way, it was like the same concept. Like just. Yeah, just look like you're busy. Watch this. I, uh-huh. I got this. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely that kind of work when I worked in restaurants. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can imagine. Because those kinds yeah. of jobs, you're, like, standing up all day, too. So, like, you, you, it's pretty obvious when you're not doing something. <laughs> At a desk, it's a little easier to get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, because you just have to look and just be like, Click, 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 click. Right, right. <laughs> like he's at, he, yep, yep, he's at his desk. He he could be doing so. stuff. I don't, I don't know. He's where he's supposed to be. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, at this party, we like to have some fun. Generally, That's true. we're drinking some brews. What you drinking this week? So, it's uh, it's getting warm down here in the south, obviously. It's, I, it's I thought you were talking warm. about your drink. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> well, it's getting warm. We've been uh, sitting yes. here way too long. <laughs> Room temperature beer. I love it. No, no, no. So I am drinking a uh, Prairie Artisan Ale. It's a rainbow sherbet. It's a sour ale with rainbow sherbet flavors. Now you might really? ask yourself, what is rainbow sherbet flavors? <laughs> and I would say. I don't know. <laughs> but when you taste it, you're like, ah, I, I taste the rainbow sherbet. Like Skittles. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Marketing. Right, exactly. <laughs> Interesting. The, is it, um, it's not like a smoothie drink, right? Like, it's not textured or anything, right? No, it's just a, yeah. it's a sour ale beer. And I mostly got it. You guys can't see it, but the, the can, it's like very cartoony. Ah, uh, once again, we went vanity. We yeah, went vanity exactly. with our can. Yeah, marketing works. Marketing, you're hearing it here first. It's got me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about have you? you ever had Have you ever had those drinks with like the like the smoothie type drinks? I feel like you you wouldn't you wouldn't buy them and like be able to store it and then drink it. It's like those ones that you'd you'd have to purchase at a bar that does it special. You know, I don't think so. Usually when oh, I'm at a bar, it's good. It's good. Okay. Usually when I'm at a bar, I'm just kind of look just for the regular beer kind of thing. If I'm in a group and someone's like, "Oh, you should try this," I'm in. Like I'm. Yeah. Okay. I mean. There's a lot of stipulations with, with, with me saying it's good. I mean, first of all, they're all, like, totally homebrewed. Like, I mean, they are very yeah. – you're never going to find the ones that's, like, mass-produced. It's like this place decide. it's like sangria. Like, this place decided to do it yeah. that day, and it's only going to last that day. And, and I would also say it's a very much summer drink where, like, it's 90 degrees outside. You're all boiling, 
and you're sitting in their outdoor right. section and you just want to add like, oh, are they good at that time? But yeah, they're very specific yeah, moments. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure like, yeah, the past sure six months was delicious. not the time for it. Like this is going to be a, a no. June <laughs> and beyond. Um, anyway, well, right, right, right. I've been, I've been hitting hard the beers, all the fancy beers that I bought for this podcast. But today I went back to my roots. Uh, uh, I actually made a mixed whiskey. drink though. Yeah, we're back to whiskey. Uh, this one is a old fashioned that I made out of a, a 1792 Barton's small batch. Uh, so I just added some cherries, a little bit of cherry juice, a little bit of old fashioned mix. So, yep. Just having a nice old, nice old fashioned for this, for this old fashioned topic. Nice old fashioned. It's not an old yeah. fashioned topic. This is actually quite, quite new. But before we get to it, we're talking about our brews. And we're back onto our magic episode. What are you brewing? What are, what what you been That's messing true. around with in uh, in magic these days? Ooh, so I uh, I just finished my changeling deck or tribal uh-huh. tribal deck. It's working pretty and well. I am having having a yeah. I'm having a tons of fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I am purposefully not making it as powerful as I can. I and I, I like that because I think they're. <laughs> it could be it could be egregious it could be bad but i like the way you're messing yeah. around with it i think it's it's a lot of fun exactly it started out with like a bunch of allies and stuff like that i, I only had yeah one which just gets closer too. and closer to that sliver style deck right yeah, where it's just like just, everything's just dumb <laughs> exactly then, then it just becomes an ally deck with just some other stuff in it yeah so i took some of those out and i put in like i want I want so many different tribes represented. I have like, you know, yeah. Minotaur stuff, elf stuff, spider yep. stuff. I don't think I've drawn Ooh, that card yet. No, I haven't seen any of that. Right. So I'm trying to make it as like diverse as possible. And knowing that this is not the quote unquote optimal way of building the most powerful deck, but it's way more fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I know the one, the one tribal card that I keep seeing you draw. And I think I know why you keep drawing it. Is because they're partnered together, the the dragon yes. and the human together. They work great because they, they they're both, both of them, tribal cards. They're, yeah, they're both tribal because they both state, "Hey, this tribe's gonna get this," and the other one states, "Hey, this tribe's gonna get this," and it works yeah. so well in the tribal tribal deck. And it's funny, you basically draw them every game because you only need one of the other halves to get the other one. <laughs> they're always right. gonna yeah, go find each other. You basically have two copies of both, it feels of like. Of both, exactly, exactly. So yeah. I basically see it every single game. Like, you always end up with one of them. Right. And if I have to search for a card, if I get both of them out, then all my changelings have flying, haste, and double strike, which is Which is nuts, good. yeah. Which is nuts. It's it's nuts. It doesn't sound that good until you're against it. You're like, oh, it's nuts. You're like, <laughs> oh, wait, like, oh, okay, they're just a 2-2. Two, two. It's like, oh, wait, I put three counters on it from my elf thing, and now I'm getting hit by for 12 or something? Like, what? I still say flying is the most underrated keyword ability in the game. Even, even, even the people are like, it's really good. It's like, no, 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 but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It's It makes those cards that say, like, so two mana for destroy artifact and enchantment. It's definitely worth it sometimes to so just add that extra <laughs> mana to have a or a creature with flying. <laughs> it, it might be, right. There. Absolutely. Uh, so I've, I've been brewing one, and, and I'm excited to talk about it. And we're going to bring it up way later in the year. And I say that because, and I was very excited, I was telling Eric about this early in the week, I didn't want to reveal much then, but I have been brewing an official Dragon Party deck. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Now, 
Uh, how if you had to guess, this is a good quiz game. How many cards in the game of Magic's that aren't dragons have the name that are legendary creatures have the name dragon in them? So there is. So you're talking about legendary creatures. A legendary creature, right? Because we're playing Commander, and this deck is going to be a Commander deck. Uh-huh. So, how that many not... legendary creatures that are not dragons, they have to be humans, say, uh-huh. have the name dragon in them? I, I'm guessing because the, the specific, specificity of your question that there's at least one. <laughs> yes, tr- correct so far. Uh, I'm going to go with like seven. Seven. There are, let's see, one, two, three... Four, five. There's five, so you're very close. There's five. I was just total guess. <laughs> now, among those five, we have a mono white. Nah, not gonna do that. Uh, uh, the Azorius partner, uh, Ishai. He's mm-hmm. a dragon speaker. Nah, we're not doing that. There's a there's a Gruul one from way back in the day. I guess he's got Rampage. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Rampage. Jesus yeah. Christ. Nope. That one. That one. We're also we're not really gonna do. But the Rampage, other two. That... What's that? So is Rampage, is that the, when it's blocked, it mm-hmm. gets plus N? Plus, plus number, N plus word. number, yep, yeah. yep. For for the number of things blocking it past the first one. The first one doesn't... So it needs to be double blocked? Yes, it needs to be double blocked <laughs> for, for it to get the number. And then beyond that, it keeps getting that number for each additional one. <laughs> I, they I'll did that so like... Ah, uh, you beat me. Yeah, the best rampage creatures ever were the, are the ones with trample because because right. you tr- you try and block it with a bunch of things because you want to re- stop that tramp, but then it just gets bigger anyway. So right. the trample only really ever worked with rampage or rampage only ever worked with trample rather. Anyway, with the dragon, there's two creatures that are gonna work. They are and luckily they're both in the same commander identity colors, and even better, luckily, the party mechanic if you remember, includes uh-huh. four creature types. Yes. They are Cleric, Rogue, Wizard, and Warriors. Well, these last two happen to both be Warriors, so they work with the party uh-huh. mechanic as well. They are Serac Dragonclaw, is a uh, human warrior. He's right. a 6-6 six, six flash, can't be countered. Creature spells can't be countered. And creatures have trample. Awesome. And then you have Yasova Dragonclaw. Which is a three mana four two trampler, and at the beginning of combat, you pay three and you gain control of a creature and opponent controls with power less than his Ooh. power. I was gonna make that into our uh, marquee, like th- that would be me, the host. Meanwhile, you're in uh-huh. the ninety nine. You're Serac Dragonclaw. You're gonna be in there. Okay. Uh, but w- you're obviously the the leader of the ninety nine because you're you're the the other legendary. I can dig it. Um, unfortunately, this deck is not going to be ready just yet. I don't think we're going to talk about this deck again until that D&D set comes out. Because here's another thing I was surprised about. You going through all of Timur identity, how many cards do you think actually care about the party mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not a lot. <laughs> There's like not even a dozen. And of those dozen... Yeah. Like two of them are good, right. <laughs> like are, are are like worth anything, you know. Yeah. Like so, we're talking for some reason, which I was surprised about. I thought like 
there would have been a good amount, but I guess we really need like a whole nother party set for there to be more I think party so. stuff. And and I guess a lot of the party stuff was probably based in white, which I didn't realize. And black. And, actually and black. black. Yeah. Yep. White and black actually probably had a majority of the party mechanic. And we're in neither of those two colors. So there's like not nearly enough party stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wanted to make it and then we obviously can play with some dragon tribal stuff in those colors as well. So I was going to make it just a fully flavored Vortho style. Like I was going to have a creatures like recruiters in there because we're recruiting people to listen to the podcast. Like just, just totally Vorthos. Like, let's go. Like, this is all about the dragon party podcast, but I started making the primer for it. And then like quickly realized like, Oh man, we don't have nearly enough support for it yet. And kind of goes into our topic for today. Yeah, it's true. It's true. What car? Right. It absolutely does. Right. Because we are going to talk about the cards that we want made. We want printed. Mm -hmm. So if we ever become popular, this is the podcast that we're going to be like, Wizards, go back and listen to this one. Make this (laughs) card. (laughs) Which is obviously going to happen. Obviously. 100%. (laughs) So Eric was saying before this, we had a lot of fun doing this. This was was, a... Oh, goes yeah. hand in hand with last episode, our favorite cards, and now we're like, well, these, this is just even more fun. This this allowed us to be even more creative. Like we're the developers of Magic: The Gathering, our favorite game. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, the the it's these kinds of things that like you know you you kind of think about cards. You're like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we had another these another one yeah. of these, and then trying to make something that is playable and actually like fun. And interesting and not just, you know, like, ah, zero mana, instant, you win the game. Uh, None of my cards are even remotely close to that. Right. (laughs) Yeah, none of mine are either. No, mine are all such, like, minor effects, or... I have, um, like, one commander in here that I want to... That I want printed, that I think... I think a lot of the community probably wants printed. I don't know, because I haven't interviewed the community to uh-huh. be like do you have you a, want this you right? talk to mr community <laughs> yeah mr mr <laughs> mr community has never answered me uh, on what they wanted but That's great. no it's something that i i know is like at least i, I think people are aware of I, let's say that like, i think people are like this could be something or should yeah it, it's just it's obvious and we'll we'll get to that i, I also yeah. color wise I actually very much brewed only in two different colors, which I was surprised about. I don't know about you. Mine is everything but one color. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, pretty limited on that front. And that's because we're only talking about what? Five, I have five. I have five cards yeah. um, that, that I'm going to be creating here. And we, we obviously couldn't like sit here and create a billion. We'd never, we'd never stop today. We'd never stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I have, I have one card in the other color that just didn't quite make. Okay, so you got you. So you at least have all five colors. I I didn't even get that far, and I think there's a reason behind that as well. Like when I'm looking at my cards, I'm like, I need some of this stuff printed for like this to make sense, you know? (laughs) (laughs) In this color, I need this. And sometimes we're going to be kind of going after a specific (laughs) card type or effect. Or something, and if it's in that color, then we don't want that to also be in the same. We don't want the answer to be in the same color. 
Right. We're our only human. We don't love every card that's played in Commander. Right, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't stop us from playing it because it's so good. But... Oh, and honestly, I think we'll have a separate whole episode on like cards that we think should be banned probably or at least or maybe even are banned in our play there are cards in our play group that we like have a little chat going that we immediately went uh guys don't play yeah. that <laughs> just, just just don't don't play that uh, we'll we'll just move on from that uh it goes uh, a lot of hand in hand with like also i mean some of these cards that like are Everything's banned beyond like the fifty dollar mark, right? Like no one's playing these cards that are like hundred fifty dollars. Like we're not unless yeah. you owned unless, it already. Unless we pull like it. unless you well, but even yeah. then, even then, because I'm thinking like one of the recent cards that we just banned was a card that one of us did pull, and but we all were just like no, no, we're not, we're not doing that. That's true. That's true. We'll save that for another episode, but let's let's get into it. Let's get into. Do you have yours ranked by any like like we did last week's? I, I don't I, this time I around. I do. You do? Okay. For for like well, ones that you wanted less to the ones you like like tomorrow. Yeah. Give me this. Right. Yeah. So there's one I'm like. There's a couple of them that I'm just like, eh, this would be nice. But yeah, there's a couple I'm just like, I would put. I would make the commander deck around this. Okay. This came out tomorrow. My, my, well, I, that only works for, like, one of my cards, like I've mentioned, because one of them, you know, happens to be a, a commander uh, that I want, but the, the rest, um, I, no particular order for me at all. So I guess maybe I'll do the commander one last. Um, okay, so if yeah. you want to start with your, the back end of yours, then. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you named your cards, too, but I, I named mine. I did not name my cards, no. I, <laughs> I did everything but... I'm interested in that part too. Yeah, let me know what you named your cards. All right, so I have a if uh, card. It's two and a black, called Thought Nullifier. Okay. Uh, it's it's a one four Death Touch creature okay. with morph because I just like morph. Ah, oh, morph. Yeah, gotta bring um, that morph. And it has the ability that I want is uh, drawing cards do not cause abilities to trigger. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, black, black. Does black work for that? I, I just chose black because you know the one for death touch. It was more thematically on that, and morph sure. is a black color. Morph works in black. Yeah, I like um, everything. Yeah, but I, I would love that effect in black. Obviously, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I play a lot of black, uh, especially mono black. I. Yeah, I would be. I God, I almost want that card printed in every color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this could just be like an artifact with that ability that says like, oh, it draws a card when it enters or something. But yeah, I I liked it in black because like teamer are kind of like those colors. Like that. That's just a really cool effect too. Uh, name. Talk to me about this. Would it affect a card like Hull Breacher? Would it annihilate that? type of effect because that is a replacement effect that it replaces itself among drawing cards i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> now that's getting super complicated right because the first draw right. um it, it sounds easy because on the first draw a card like that's not going to trigger but a card like chasm skulker which is like the you draw a card right. you get a one one counter on it that's going to trigger okay it'll stop that that makes that's super easy that's that's going to make a lot of sense but now we're talking about a replacement effect where, okay, I drew my second card. Well, Hull Breacher states that I'm not going to draw that second card. Instead, it's going to make a token. So I'm not so actually it, drawing the card. I never end up drawing it. Yeah, I don't know. 
So I'm, ima- I'm imagining Hull Breacher actually, unfortunately, beats out that card. Because of the replacement effect, you're not actually drawing a card. Which I think that effect that you named is only going to stop triggers that happen when the card is drawn. Yeah, I guess uh, we can look up Hull Breacher to see if that replacement effect is a triggered ability. Um, but basically, I I thought of this card because of cards like Hull Breacher. <laughs> so Hull Breacher says if an opponent would draw a card, instead you create a token. So I think you're right. I think yeah, I think that that it does not but, stop that replacement effect. I think that but, replacement effect will go in. The cards will never be drawn, so your right. triggering will never happen anyway. It, it already Hull Breacher kind of is the card. It's like the super OP version of what you're talking about. Yeah, it is. There's <laughs> this card, and then there's another card. It's it's a in blue and black that instead of them drawing a card, you draw a card. Yeah, notion thief. Fir- notion thief, exactly. So basically, I wanted something that had that same effect where it punishes or neuters decks that the, just the super draw card cards. draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the super yeah. card draw decks, the wheel cards. But I didn't want it to be so mean, where it's just like, nope, you don't. Abs- like, no absolutely, one draws right. And, otherwise, and that's, yeah, that would kind of incentivize kinds of gameplay that I don't really like, which is like, I'm gonna play a card like Hull Breacher, and then I'm gonna play, uh, win, uh, like a wheel effect, like uh, what's the blue one? What uh, Windfall. So yep. then that way, oh, I draw 28 cards and you don't, you guys don't draw anything or I make 30 treasure tokens and you guys just discard your hand. I don't really like that because it's just very, I don't know, it, it's kind of almost like land destruction in that way where <laughs> I get this insane benefit of resources just for three mana sorcery that, and then you guys are just completely destroyed. Um, right. So no, I like so having... I I absolutely love that effect, and also I, the one I thought of was your Zyrus deck. We we keep trying to think of ways to slow that deck down because it's it's so ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you <good>. look <laughs> at a card that like yeah, I started a commander like Zerzoth, which was like which was like the fair way to go about it, where it was like I'm only making I I, I ha- you have a possibility to make three tokens on your turn, and then only two on everyone else's turn, and only on the first instance of that, like it's, it, there's a capped amount while Zyrus was uncapped. It was so ridiculous and it happened yeah. on everyone's turn. It was uncapped on everyone's turn. It wasn't just uncapped yeah. on like when it's your turn. Yeah. Go crazy. If everyone draws, you get to make a ton of tokens at least. No, no, no. It was, it was like that, like on everyone's turn, which just got so ridiculous. Like on a casual game of just sitting there, You'd be sitting with 20 tokens by the time you turn game around. It was like, what? You didn't even have to do anything. You just played a commander. Yeah, and the the unintended side effect of playing these wheel decks is that your opponents can't formulate a consistent plan against right. you. Like They can't hold a counterspell for your win con if they're going to have to discard it to this wheel. But it's a little bit of a. I know there's a lot of salt surrounding like uh, chaos decks in that way. Right. We're like you're never casting the spell you think you're casting. It's it's all just going to be randomized anyway. Which I get. Like there's times for those games which are a lot of fun. I actually find that I like chaos games a lot. Um, But I get it. People don't want to sit there and be like, I'm not even playing what I think I'm doing. This is just. There's no strategy involved. Yeah, in a game of commander, I, I mean. 
every time I've ended up in a chaos deck situation, really cool stuff has happened. <laughs> so like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, this is interesting to me. This is great. Like, I feel like I'm not, yeah, I get you guys wanted to sit down and play the game of magic, but like this, this is cool. This is like, we are playing magic. It's just not what you think it's going to be, which was actually fun for me. <laughs> exactly. I, those kind of decks I feel like are a lot of fun uh, in small doses, but it, it's kind of like, a, I mean, it's just like that with a lot of decks that are effective at what they do. It's like, you don't want to sit play against the same deck over and over and over again. Right. But yeah, I think those chaos decks are kind of fun too. Right. So either way, I loved your card design. I, I, I hate that it didn't stop the the card that we targeted. Now, I, I actually had a very similar card that I'll, I'll go into for my first when I'm looking at my list. Because I had the same thought as you. I wanted to prevent something. And I went about it a different way. So I made this an artifact. I, I, like I said with, when, with yours, and I was like, ah, black gets that? That's cool. And I get it. I, mm-hmm. I think that's neat. And I like it with the, with the morph and everything. I made this an artifact just so every color has access to it. Uh, because I don't think it'll be played that often. Um, and I made it cost four, which is a respectable number. That's a lot, uh, especially for this singular effect that it does. And that effect is that each player can only create one token per turn. Ooh. I tried to I super like limit. So token strategies are running rampant. And I'm not only talking about tokens of uh, creatures. That we've gotten to the point where tokens are going rampant for everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, blue decks have effects that uh, we're thinking like right of replication. I'll make twelve copies of this big creature, and you're like, "What the heck? This was yeah. nuts." And then you have effects like smothering tithe. I'll make a billion treasures this turn because we ever everyone drew like how about you make one of those (laughs) instead right exactly and and i'm still allowing uh so maybe i I, now i'm talking about it maybe i could make it cost less especially because i don't think every deck's going to play this it's a very singular effect it's a very hate effect it's a very taxing effect maybe it'll be played more in in like the uh competitive scene actually i don't think so because i don't think they make many tokens no and and Anything that costs four in competitive commander, it better like. Well, that's what I was saying. Going game. going down to like two, on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, two. Um, I I still think that might be fine. That's what I'm saying. It's such a it's, it's such a small it's singular a play effect. Group, it's a play group uh, dependent effect. So yeah. Like if yep. I play Zyrus all the time, you're just be like, oh, I'm putting this in here. And right. I'm just trying to hold things off. I, yeah. Right. I like. I'm also thinking maybe adding to it like cycling two. Yeah, so, something so, like that. So, yeah. so that you could put it in your deck and then like, oh, it's it's not going to be relevant in this game. Let me just pay two and, and switch right. it out. I think and, a, and a lot of cards like this should, should have cycling with them, right? Where it's like... Something. So yeah. we don't feel bad to include them in our decks. And like, and, and we're not also not like, ooh, this guy's playing the token deck. Let me... Blah, blah, blah. And then like you put it in. Like, no, no, no. If it's part of your deck, it's part yeah, of your yeah. deck. <laughs> so actually, yeah, I would add it, to it like cycling two so that it has an ability. There you go. It, at least you could pitch it. Like, mm-hmm. the, and, and if, if it has cycling two, then it definitely thing. costs four. That ab- absolutely. Then, like, keep it at the four mana cost, which I think for an effect that this that's this strong, because it is preventing quite a bit of power from from happening. I would call it cost four. Uh, th- though, okay. I, it's I feel like it's not even that limiting, right? I'm still allowing you to create your tokens. Yeah, and it's not. 
there's no really uh yeah there's nothing like wrong with that effect because you still get one <laughs> so. yeah I, that's what i'm saying you're not getting you're not getting stopped yeah you make a treasure make a treasure every turn if you want just yeah. not 12 of them a turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just don't just again don't play uh windfall and then make 20 treasures <laughs> it's like holy crap like, man jesus christ yeah <laughs> Let's calm these games down a bit. Like, I, I feel like we're just getting to a point. I mean, the power level of cards have gotten so nuts that the games progress. Like, the first four turns are like, yeah, normal, normal, normal. Turn five, boom. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Okay, we have to. Now he's a clear arch enemy, and it's almost right. hard to get over it. And I, I, I like having more cards that are answered. Because I think sometimes yeah. we get into the trap of saying like, oh, well, there's Counterspell. So just play that. And it's like, well, then I got to play blue. I'm yeah, right. I'm like, oh, how many? I, I have, have like yeah, two decks I play blue in. Right. I'm like, I'm not about that either. All right. right. And, and now what? I'm going to like, sure, I'll play one Counterspell. Now I have to draw like the I don't know. It's, <laughs> but you have to draw any of these cards. Oh, I, by the way, I forgot to mention my since my card had Morph, it costs one and a black to unmorph it. Oh, fair enough. I forgot that. Yeah, I actually even didn't think that there was a unmorphed cost. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying right? It would make sense that you could even go make that go down to just black, like probably because you you what the card costed three on its front end. You're paying four mana mm -hmm. now to 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 put in morph if if it costs one five mana if it costs like the morph isn't really doing anything for you too. It's not like the morph part no, of it it's is not. <laughs> i just like morph i know it's not doing so, anything though I, so that's why i'm saying like you you might as well make it cost as little as possible on morph it like well so the reason why the reason why i put morph on there actually is so you can surprise people with this so then they play their card that says right. like oh i'm gonna you know i'm gonna play Zyrus, and now i'm gonna windfall now oh i'm gonna unmorph it now so then right. Okay, now now you've been. I get that. Me without I, I just I don't Whatever. I don't even it's, feel I don't even feel like you need work. to tax anyone two mana for that. Like one mana is enough of a tax for that, right? With with, with your three mana up front, yeah. I don't I don't think you it requires much more of a tax than that. that that's how I'm thinking about it. All right, what's your what's your next card in your uh, in your lineup? Okay, so my next card is a card that we a we kind of previewed in. Uh, our favorite cards. <laughs> yes, yeah. The Psychogenic Probe. So Psychogenic Probe, just to remind you, is a artifact. I think it costs two. Um, mm -hmm. And basically, whenever a player shuffles their library, they take two damage. Yep. But there's really no way to make everybody shuffle their library consistently. <laughs> so I there's this, I call it Interrogation Probe. <laughs> uh, like Psychogenic Probe. Psych it, okay, yep. In the Probe family. Of, yeah, the Probe family. It's a two-mana artifact. It has one tap. Each player shuffles one card from their graveyard into their library. So it kind of has like a also graveyard hating effect. Okay. And four mana, tap, sacrifice it. Target player shuffles all the cards in the graveyard into their library. Okay. So it has this other use of just like graveyard hate. Or if you like have all your cards in your graveyard, you can shuffle all of them back into your library. See, now I thought you were going to make it even more playable for psychogenic probe i thought you were going to make it like not a tap ability you making it a tap ability means you're only going to be able to do it once a turn right and it, that's why i did it like each player I, I so what i was worried about is that then it would just become part of like an infinite combo of like oh i make infinite mana psychogenic probe 
interrogation probe. You know, but the, 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 that's the thing with infinite mana. It's just, everything's broken with infinite mana. The, yeah. the thing to stop with infinite mana combos, turns out, it's the infinite mana part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't, that. I wouldn't be so concerned. I, I, I think I would just say pay what. Well, I, I like your effect too because it's also grave hate, and I think therefore, uh, the 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 one off shot is probably a, a better power level for it. But if if it were just maybe I'd just add to it. Maybe it's a totally different card. Maybe in my mind, when when I was thinking, I would last... love two cards. Yeah, like, absolutely, right? Yeah, the more the merrier for this, the effect. And, and sorry, I, and this is off the top of my head to brew. I actually didn't write this down, but in my mind, here's what I would brew. And I'd maybe even put it in a color. Um, nah, maybe not. Yeah, because otherwise it'd probably be a blue effect. And I don't even want to brew things for blue anymore because I'm, like, tired of them having right, Yeah, it. blue's too good. Because <laughs> they, they, well, they just do everything. They, like, they literally do everything. But in my mind, um, what I would do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with the graveyard at all. In my mind, the effect would be an artifact that sits out there that has one, each player shuffles their library. Uh, so you have to make them pay mana for it. And it doesn't seem like it would be... So it would be an annoying effect where, like, yes, you have a bunch of mana. You can make people keep shuffling their libraries. Boy, is that annoying. But I think it's an important effect. Yeah. And that's because it fricks up tutor cards. Right. Some tutors are tutored to your hand, but to, to what you're talking about are all the tutors that say, like, okay, tutor for an artifact, put it on top of your library. Right. Like Those Vampiric are a lot Tutor. Of ones that people play. Yes. All the one mana ones. Mystical Tutor, Enlightened Tutor, Vampiric Tutor. All of those crazy powerful ones, CDH levels. I'm thinking in my mind, like, wow, what a cool effect it would be to have a little artifact sitting on the table that, oh, you put that to the top. Well, guess what? In response to your upkeep, bam. Shuffle your library now. Shuffle it. And it messes up people's tutors like that. That's huge. And I thought, wow, what a cool effect. It may, and I have to pay mana for it, so I can't do it ad nauseum. I can't, like, keep shuffling the library. And the only time right. I would even care to do that is, oh, I have psychogenic probe in play. <laughs> yeah, now you're yeah. taking two every time I make you do that. It's like, yeah, I'll pay 10. You take 20 damage now. And, like, Shuffle your deck once because yeah, I'm not gonna make you shuffle it twenty times. I just I, I did that effect all at once. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what what's shuffling twenty? That's not gonna make sense. <laughs> just just shuffle it once, but you take twenty. So I think it's an effect that like wouldn't be abused, and like you know I'm I'm thinking I don't think it would even need to be on arena because it would probably be printed into a commander set. Like all these ones we're talking about, most likely are just a commander set kind of card like we're not thinking about standard in any way so like just print them in like the commander legend set the, the, right. the or a commander uh precon which they're making tons of now they're making like five uh, a year now i think we're getting five this year yeah and i i think like honestly you're probably right this could just be yeah. like a one mana shuffle. one mana yeah don't no need to tap well the you made it a tap ability because it's also grave hate which i like right. i like the effect that it's also grave hate for everyone's graveyards mm -hmm. that's cool that's cool yeah I, I i like adding that part about it yeah uh but yeah you're, you're but you're honestly probably right like shuffling your library it's probably not a crazy ability and no. if somebody has infinite mana they could do everything they could do a lot of stuff but yeah but exactly. but not only not only is it not a crazy ability it's like it's more effective than you'd think in original so there's a lot of decks that care about the top of their libraries too Right. And you can, I can right, imagine a world where people are like, oh, scry five. I leave these three amazing cards on the top. And you're like, 
Shuffle. <laughs> I pay a mana. Shuffle that. And it's like, that's and, like, oh, that hurts so bad. I love it. And it, uh, it, it, it would be kind of the perfect card to, to play against a card that's like probably one of the most groan inducing cards that if you play it in commander game with strangers is uh sensei's divining top oh absolutely so Sen- sensei's top is a i think it's a one mana artifact yep and you can pay one to look at the top three cards of your library reorder them and put them back and then you can tap it to draw a card yeah and it tr- draw a card and then put that card and put it on top, on top of your right library. so if someone accidentally puts it on top you could be like Bam! Now shuffle. shuffle. I don't want to yeah. see it again. I right. It I think again. it's such a cool card. There's so many really... So there's cards, too. Um, there's some removal cards that put things back on top of people, the top of their library. Right. And in those cases, you could be like, bam, now shuffle it away. I don't want to see that thing anymore. Like, I put it on top of your library, now I'll make you shuffle it. I just think it's an effect that... Actually, I think it would be so cool to, to have. And on, on an artifact, guy. so... So that oh some of the gods right they die and get put like third and from the top put back or something third from the top and they're if running around plays everywhere long term plans the best <laughs> card game <laughs> no we don't want them to mess with that card that card's so yeah good. that card's <laughs> but no but there's a lot right so the gods they get put third from the top and you're like god dang it like we're just gonna see it again well now you can right. shuffle yeah and it and it's an artifact because every I think I want every deck to have access to that. It's just that, that I didn't even brew that card, but here I am brewing it. Yeah, we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. And and it's probably and and like I'm looking at my list now and I'm like, no, honestly, that's the card I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be it. That, that's our marquee card. Alright, I'll talk about let's talk about my next one. So my next two cards. Um there's a huge community outcry and stigma, and it's all surrounding the fact that white is the worst color. In commander by yeah. a enormous margin and it's kind of sad um so i i tried to and, and they have mentioned that they're going to try and um remedy that they're going to try and make that better and and i've and we've seen them them do make steps towards doing so right and there's a single card that i played in, in just goldfishing around and stuff but honestly i saw this effect and i'm like wow make just make like 12 more of these and i think white will be in such a better and cooler spot and that was the card the the keeper of the accord the the new white card i think it was commander's legends if i'm not mistaken that it was like a 3 4 human or something and at the end of every opponent's turn if they control more lands than you you go get a land and put it in the battlefield tapped if they control more creatures than you you go put a 1 1 token into play uh into play and i just saw that and went do that for card draw now (laughs) like give white that ability in card draw if they have more cards in hand than you draw a card and that'll help white yeah so i had it as a white enchantment two and a white whenever uh, i i I put it this way but maybe it should be at the end of their at the end of any opponent's turn if they have more cards in hand than you draw a card that probably should be all it says. Uh, so yeah. it's like the I backwards like Phyrexian Arena, but you're only going to draw if they have more cards in hand than you. So at a certain point, uh, yeah, you probably I, I drew too card. many cards, and then at at the end of every opponent's turn, you might draw nothing because all of them have less than you because you yeah. actually have more than them now. But if they ever have more than you, you're going to catch back up. 
And it's just a card that needs to happen. I love yeah, because so it's all much. balanced. It White's like, it always be, behind. It can never be broken because nope. it's also targeting like each individual player. So if only one person has a lot of cards, it's not like you're destroying, you know, four cards a turn. You're destroying right. two cards a turn, which is what that other person is doing. Right. Think of like Ristic Study. Like how many cards people are at the same mana cost. It's two in a white instead of two in a blue for Ristic Study, where Ristic Study sometimes draws like 20 cards, and it's obnoxious. Right. It's so nuts. Just give white an ability that makes sense as a white enchantment that does the same thing, but in a totally fair way. I mean, this is like, listen, I'm only getting cards when you guys are like fucking, like when you guys are holding on to cards. Yeah, yeah, when you guys are like way ahead of me, you have tons of cards in your hand. As soon as you guys have less, like if you guys are just playing the game, I'm actually just falling more and more behind probably as white. <laughs> because I'm now yeah, not yeah, drawing cards too. off of you, and I only have this much mana, so I can't even get out my stuff. Yeah, I, I really like that. And those, those types of cards too. There's another one where it's like a Pegasus that when it leaves the battlefield, it does a similar thing where you get to tutor for a planes. Mm-hmm. If somebody yeah, them, but all all of those effects have but, felt super uh, awkward to me. They never did a good job until Keeper of the Accord. Like I know I, you, they, you, yeah. you mentioned that card. They have that that Land Cartographer's Pets. Hawk one is horrible. That thing was miserable. It's like a it's a two two one one bird or two one bird or something for two. That it has to hit a player and then you get to search one and then the card balances itself it's like oh it's yeah it's, yeah it's just everything so they made is so bad it's it's insane to me they need nothing good uh the verge rangers hasn't yeah. felt great that's like it costs way too much for what it does it's like i think three in a white and i think maybe you get to look at the top and play a planes or something like that in white but only right. if like it's just like wow everything they do is so hard make white and... good like everything else is like it's not that hard yeah, and it's it's specifically about card draw too, about white yeah. because white ha- does a lot of things really really well, but you always, for me at least, I always feel like in order to feel like I'm competing with everybody else, I need to add another color that does other stuff, and usually yeah. that's card draw. Um, but yeah, there, there's this like really old enchantment that I forget what the mana cost is, but there's an ability that you pay five. It's like three white white. Opponent gains three life. You draw a card. Like, oh, and but, you draw. Yeah, and that, that's so bad because it costs you five mana, and they're gaining three <laughs> life just to draw a card, and it costs two yeah. white too. So yeah, I love that card because it only ever yep. catches you up. To yep, right, uh, and that's all. They got to do a much better job. So like, white is the color of balance, right? They, they've stated that, right. and they're like, we got to like. And they did it right with a card like Keeper the Accord. And, and, and it works so well. I've seen games, which again, we're all like, I, I don't actually own the card myself and I'm just goldfishing. But I've been in situations where like, okay, everyone's got like 12 lands out and I have five. But after a round of the table, bam, I have like 10. Because after each person's turn, I was like, bam, land, bam, land, bam. And it was right. great. I was like, wow, this feels good. This is what it should be. Like, yeah. you guys got way ahead of me. Therefore, I need something. I need something that's happening. Yeah, and it can't just always be destruction-based. Like, with white, right. they do do a lot of destroying everything. Right. That was or... the whole problem. That with like There are some really powerful white cards, but they're all the cards that no one even wants to see. Like, uh, like yeah. Balance itself. That card, Balance. Uh, Armageddon destroys all lands. Well, yeah, you're behind yeah. on lands, so what do you want to do? I'll destroy them all then. No, 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 we don't want yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, like, like no. no, because then everyone's like, 
cool, I'll just sit here for another 20 Yeah, minutes we're not asking anything. for that. And so, yeah, those cards like that are, like, pretty much banned, but... Yeah. Um, that, uh, so that was mine. What's what's your next? So I I have a white card. So I, I guess I'll end. Right. I'll do my other card, and then I'll do my two legends that I want made. So my white card, you're 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 gonna know what card this is targeted as because I made this specifically <laughs> to target like another card, but I expanded it to have more like cool uh, options. Mm-hmm. So I called this one like Resilient Stand. It's white white instant it has split second because i couldn't make a card (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't do this without making a split second card and it says until end of term if a permanent you control would leave the battlefield this turn it instead remains on the battlefield interesting so basically if someone cyclonic rifts you (laughs) where there's now oh man now that you so you mentioned cyclonic rift and honestly that's a card that in our play group i want to get banned I, I swear. I, I'd be totally okay with that. That there's there's two cards that we don't currently have banned that in our playgroup I wanna like have an honest discussion. One of which is Cyclonic Rift, which I have played and gone, boy, that feels bad. <laughs> I, I don't even yeah. like playing it. I'm like, wow. It's like me, man. Me too, because it 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 goes where like one bouncing things in commander is is oftentimes just as good as destroying them. It's great. I honestly, I want to like, I want to encourage the group instead to play a card like Into the Royal or something, which has right. that same kind of thing. Where like for two mana, you get the effect you need, bounce a single permanent. But if you pay a little more, you get some more effect. But Cyclonic Rift went way too far to be like you yeah. win the game. And it's an instant. <laughs> it's all permanent. It's one sided. So yeah, I I did this in white. Also, I kind of like the idea of like there's some probably some pretty interesting things you can do with it that are like kind of a little bit of combo-y, like um things that are like oh, legend rule for instance. Like th- I I wanted this to get re- around the legend rule. I don't know. So uh, for... you know what I'm I got I'm thinking right now cuz But yeah, and the, I'll uh I'll kind of continue on. So also this would help like destroying things, mass exile kind of help against that. I would, I, so why I was uh, speaking up is I thought a card like this has already been invented in the newest set that just came out, but I was wrong. It does, it does state if they go to the graveyard. So they, they do have to die. It was the cosmic intervention, the new Fortel card that was printed in the Fortel uh, commander deck. But it does state if a permanent would be put into a graveyard. I I thought yeah. if it, I thought it stated if a permanent would leave the battlefield this turn instead exile it, which is the same thing. That, so like Cyclonic Rift style, it would be like okay. I, I almost right. I almost wish they made this card say that if it would leave uh, the battlefield instead eg, instead exile it because they're being yeah, exiled it, either way. If there's an exile effect, like it's exiled. This called Teferi's Protection, which is just yeah, you true. Whenever their phase is out. Yeah. But that card is also like $50 or whatever now. And it's insane. And I Which like, somehow no one foresaw when the card came out. There uh there 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 was a couple people uh I think it's like more competitive. They're like, "Oh, okay, this is the only answer to the Clonic Rift." So, <laughs> uh, we have Should have guessed it then. But I just really want something that just it doesn't um it doesn't like punish the cyclonic rift or like mass bounce things, but so like a lot of the bounce spells are also instants, like evacuation or something. Right. So and that gets around the inherent flaw of 
uh, mass board wipes is because usually your opponents are the first person to to uh, rebuild. But now with this instant, then you're the first person to rebuild. But with Cyclonogriff, none of that matters because it's everything. No, but, it's anyway. just ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's basically an I win card. Yeah, yeah, and it, that takes it a little bit extra long. So that was kind of based around <laughs> fighting mass bounce. Sure. Uh, I like it, and I like Earth. it in white. I like it in white. That's a white ability for sure. Right. Something that's uh, more resilient, like you said, you even said it in your name that you said. It's White is supposed to be a little bit more resilient. Like, their permanents aren't as good. <laughs> yeah. So so make them at least like, hey, I don't want to leave the battlefield right now. <laughs> yeah, and this, this way you can, uh, people will play Mass Exile because if there's a lot of indestructible things in your playgroup, but this is just like, no, I'm standing here. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, true. I, I, I've more and more played a lot of Mass Exile. Exile is super important now. Uh, there's a yeah, lot of dies effects. Things don't go to the graveyard. Things don't do... Yeah, it's, it, it's very important. My next card, um, I put it in a, in a, in a color pair, um, but it's and I, and I put it in a color pair because it makes a lot of sense for that color pair. But it's a, a card type that I want more of, um, which goes back to our uh, our last Magic episode where we talked about what kind of player I am. So this is the card. Mm -hmm. It's red and a white for a 2-2 elemental. So a very classic uh, uh, type. And I, I did name this card. I named it the Sparks Essence. Whenever damage is dealt to this creature, it deals that much damage to each Planeswalker. If one or more Planeswalkers are dealt damage in this way, draw a card. So I added card, more card draw to red and white, which need the freaking help. And I did it based right. off of uh, status where I I want more Planeswalker hate in Magic. There's just not enough. It's just, 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 just not nearly enough. Not enough. It's just, it's not even close. Planeswalkers are just and kind of overpowered in the fact that, yes, you can attack them, but we can make it so that you can't. So, like, don't tell me, oh, you could just kill yeah, them. Yeah. No, 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 I can't just kill them. They have 50-20-20s in my way. I can't just kill the dang Planeswalkers, guys. That's not how it works. These things are just getting so much value. Exactly. And also, and board wipes, too, are like, they don't kill Planeswalkers, they kill... Creatures yeah, right, yeah. So they're staying them. behind, right? There's so many board wipes in the game, but none of them affect the Planeswalkers, except for the ones that say non-land permanence, which feel kind of bad because it destroys everything, right. and then we're, like, restarting the and, game over. <laughs> and they cost, like, nine or ten minutes. Yeah, they're necessary sometimes, but yeah, you can't play multiples of that effect. You're probably only playing mm -hmm. one, so good luck seeing it. So yeah, there just needs to be more... This is the reason, like we said in our... What kind of play, player are you? Well, yeah, I'm the guy that plays Immortal Sun in all of his decks. Because I want that. Yeah. I need Planeswalker hate, and that's the only one they gave me. So, guys, that's why I'm playing it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I need well, it. So, you, you said that's a legendary creature? Nope. Nope. Just a, just a regular 2-2 elemental. Red red and white. I think, I think that should be a legendary creature. Because okay. those effects... Like, I, I have wanted to make a deck kind of like what you wanted to make with, like, uh, Brash Taunter or Pat makes with his uh, Torolf deck. But, like, Boros Reckoner is a red-white card. And I just want right. white in in there. So that's the only thing I would want. Is... I get that. So, well, I mean, this one wouldn't be the one that you make legendary, right? So th this one, this one's a very one-off effect. It doesn't even affect any other permanents but Planeswalkers. I made it very targeted that... 
when this creature's dealt damage, it'll only do it to Planeswalkers. And right. I gave it some card draw so that, like, it helps you as well. Because I mean, they, they need the help. They need the help. So, and otherwise, it's just a 2-2 elemental and not any of those situations. In a situation where there's no Planeswalkers out, which is possible, very possible, in fact, in most games that I we found, maybe we just don't play enough Planeswalkers, but... It's not going to do anything. It's just a two-two elemental. But so, I, like, at least it's a relevant creature type. Maybe so you can play it in a lot of decks like that. But right, you know, I, I don't think it should be legendary by any means. I think it should just, just <laughs> to get the card. Just, even if you don't play, but it, not just that like type. Like, what? What? Thing. Why would it help you that that's the legendary version of this card when it only right. cares about planeswalkers being dealt damage? Just, just honestly, just for the color identity. Like, <laughs> because I know you could play any Boros card, but it's just like, what are you going to play, Gisela? Like, there's, yeah. there's so many other things that, uh, I don't know. I just I just want like a thematically, I'm on, like a thematically. I guess, I guess in my mind, like, I don't know why I'm so upset about it being legendary. I guess it could, because you can put it in the 99 of any other deck right, still, and cool. it wouldn't matter. Yeah, it's just, I guess in my mind, I was like, no, it should be, well, we're not talking about decks that can have four of them. I, this it doesn't matter yeah. if you have four of this card in a deck. This is a, this is a card though. I guess in my mind, what I'm thinking of is this is a card that could be printed probably into a standard set, which I I want this probably. card to be printed into a standard set specifically. I want more planeswalker yeah. hate to be, be printed uncommon. into uh, standard sets because I want it to be more available than just commander sets. Right. <laughs> yeah, that that could easily be like an uncommon or something because of the effect mm-hmm, is so specialized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's definitely not a rare cheap. for sure. This could be a this could be a common, but <laughs> like really, it's not. That's not a terribly good card. All right, what else you got? How many more did you have? I have two more. I, I have two more as well. Okay, good. So right. now we're, we're getting the into level. the. So I have made uh, a legendary creature that I want as a commander. Okay. So this is a. Uh, it's. Uh, I call it Myosin the All Spore. So I want a Abaddon <laughs> Fungus Commander. Yeah. So it costs it. one green, black, white for four, four legendary fungus. And at, so at the beginning of your upkeep, you put a spore counter on it for each fungus you control. Love it. Yep, that's good. So you remove three spore counters, create a sapperling, one, one green sapling token. That's pretty standard. But so you can remove two spore counters. And you can have this creature gain all the activability, all activated abilities of a fungus that's on the battlefield or the graveyard. Cool. Yeah, I love you it. I love like, everything about that design. And then you can sacrifice a sapling to put a one-one counter on target creature and gain one life. Okay, so you gave it you gave it one of the f- most popular funguses that you have, right? Ability where you make saplings right. with it. You also gave it, I guess, the ability of like the second most popular one, which is the gaining life one. Oh, but only when you sap. Sacrifice, sacrifice your, the sapperling. your yeah. sapperlings that you're making. Okay. And then I love the ability to like, okay, I want all of the abilities of all my funguses. Right. Yeah. So you could be like, I have a lot of spores and it's, it's like absorbing the ones in the graveyard after yep. they die and stuff. But I didn't, my original one had him saying like, Oh, sacrifice like eight sapperlings to reanimate a fungus. And I was like, that seems like, a lot of like Abzan stuff already, which is like animation and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to make it like a version of, I think that's kind of more fun. And, and, and one more, did you say it only makes, it only puts one spore counter on it a turn? 
for each fungus you control. Okay, for okay, I was gonna because the one thing in my head I'm thinking like you know a card like that should be able to put more spore counters on himself. Yeah, yeah. because so he's for... like the ultimate. Yeah, I wouldn't put just one on him a turn. You need like a lot of spore yeah. on him because he's like the fungus. He's like yeah. So yeah, for each fungus, fungus, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So he's automatically going to make himself one because he's right. Fungus. Because he's a fungus, and so then if he'll you have, at like, least get one a turn. At, yeah. So if you have like four funguses out, yeah, then you can. You have four spore counters every And time. I love that he doesn't make funguses. He makes a different creature type, so that he's not getting the spore counters for those. Right. Which, yeah, it needs to happen like that. Because, again, we can't keep having these cards in Commander that are... They're so snowball-y. This, this format's gotten to the point where it's like, I play the one thing, that becomes the three, that becomes the twelve, that becomes the fifty billion. You're like, what? Uh, <laughs> I can yeah, deal with, so, like, yeah, the I, twelve, maybe. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's part yeah, of it. This though this yeah, definitely isn't like a one size fits all thing. Um, no, so, I like it. Yeah, I, I just want an Abzan fungus. There's the only one that really exists is Gav, which makes Sapphire yeah. things bigger. But I was like, no, I want it to be. A I like this guy way more powers. than Gav. Yeah, this guy is yeah. way more interesting. He's way more focused. That's it's much more interesting than Gav. It's all about the sure. fungus and spore counters and stuff. Yeah, G Gav also has a billion infinite combos that that work with a billion different cards. So right, <laughs> exactly. yeah. um, My next cards. <laughs> so I, <laughs> Wait a second. I, I yeah, right. Um, so I actually came up with. So they're doing a lot now with uh, with commander cycles. So I came up with the next commander cycle. In my mm -hmm. mind, uh, not commanders, but uh, the in the ninety nine, the next card that cares about commanders, uh, and this okay. is how I. So a cycle them. of cards is a uh, is a collection of five cards, one of each color. One of each color, exactly, and they all have the same stipulation, or they 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 all have the same some something in the names. They're all related. They all look like the same. So it, here's what I want them to do with the next cycle of commander cards. Maybe they'll do this for Strixhaven. Let's. That'd be cool. That'd be neat in the net because there's going to be five decks. Here's what I want mm -hmm. them to say. If a player has cast a commander this turn, this spell costs blah, blah, blah less and maybe play it as an instant. So I want these cards to be like Ooh, super bad. Really cool. Right. Like super bad on the front ends. So either like, like five or six mana sorcery spells. Um, but when if anyone, including you, has played a commander this turn, instead they'll cost only instead of five or six mana, they'll cost one or two mana, and you could play them right now because someone cast a commander this turn, so now you can do them, and they only cost two mana. I don't have exact effects in mind now. Importantly, I don't want these to be free. We see what happens right. with these free cards. That's ridiculous. They're so strong. It's so nuts, but I want, and the effects can be strong because we're, we're paying mana for these. Okay. We're going to pay mana. We're going to pay mana. I swear. We're, we're either going to pay mana. We're going to pay the mana, but we're either going to pay it as a, as a pretty ouch that hurts. Like for five mana, we're going to do this right at sorcery speed. That's going to hurt, but we can right. do it and it still matters. Or, oh, someone played a commander this turn. Well, now I can do it. So either on your turn, it costs you a bunch less to play it, which I love that it feels like, okay, because I played my commander. A lot of times when you play your commander and commander, <laughs> uh, it soaks up most of your mana. And that feels really bad. So I, I like 
I really want spells to cost significantly less on the turns that you had to sacrifice to play your commander. Because it's like, dang, I spent all my mana playing my commander again, and that was my whole turn, and then on the next turn and cycle, someone's it, just going to be wait. like, yeah, well, and, and what mostly happens is, uh, yeah, on. I'm going to kill your commander again, and it's like, oh, come on, this is ridiculous. So, like, I want these cards to, like... Or, yeah, the, there's the other thing, which doesn't happen as much, but, like, I play my commander, then someone goes off and just plays a bunch of things, we are like, well, now we got a board wipe, like, ah, Yeah, right, 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 yeah, we have to, and now I spent my whole turn playing my commander, so, like, yeah, I want these cards to cost significantly less when anyone has played their commander, which is cool, because it can happen on any, and, and then they can be played instantly when you played, when anyone played their commander. So I, I just think it'd be really yeah. cool and fun to play around with some neat effects. I really, really like that, because that way yeah. it's not totally crazy. It's like something yep. kind of similar to what we had before, but it's not as broken as a free thing, so you can make more powerful effects. Yeah, yeah, I want these to be strong, right? I mean, even uh, destroy all creatures except your commander. An effect like that would be cool and white, right? Like, Well, yeah, because you can, what you can do is, since it's an instant, I can cast my commander, and then it satisfies the instant ability, then response to my commander being cast, I cast my instant Cast that instantly. Thing, yep. Destroy everything. Yeah, it would work really, all these would work really well with, the, like, flash commanders, for sure, yeah. Anything yeah. that, any commanders that we cast instantly, it would be like, wow, well, I can bam, bam, <laughs> on anyone's yeah. turn. That'd be cool. I love that. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and so I came up with that, and I was like, man, that would be the neatest commander cycle. And obviously, this is a commander set thing, like, this is only going to be existing commander. It's only relevant for commanders, mm -hmm. so make them strong, and make each color relevant, um, you know, and, and cool effects. So that was my cycle. I didn't have All exact right. effects for him, but I thought it was a cool cycle. No, but that's that's like a good base. Thing. Yeah, that's a <laughs> base mana yeah. cost that makes a lot of sense and has really interesting design space. All right, so I have one more card, and this is all this. So the other commander that I had, I already have a deck for it. I would just take out all the blue and make that <laughs> my commander. That yep. This is something that me and I know I'm not alone. Uh, okay, which that, is similar to my last card, right? That we that we want, and it is a it's a werewolf commander. Okay, what well, would they have one? The, but he sucks. Like, <laughs> so nothing to my, do with the tribal werewolf. There isn't even one. So we'll get to that in a second. But okay, go ahead. No, but yeah, it, it the, this is the new Ulrich. The other Ulrich, it's just like uh, it's it doesn't even do any like things with. Uh, now, the like, one thing like, about you saying this now is here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're you're in luck because guess what? This year that will exist because they talked to me and they're like, "Hey, Eric, yeah, okay, what okay. Is the <laughs> best werewolf commander that we can make." Because they said, listened well, to this podcast you. and heard you say that sentence, and before even hearing about what I'm going to talk about, went to the boards and started brewing no so at the end of the year they're making innistrad werewolves literally as a whole set is innistrad werewolves the set knowing wizards of the coast they're gonna <laughs> make one that just is like oh it's a one one legendary it's but it's in blue no like, they're <laughs> uh they're, like, listen that set they're making a legendary werewolf commander that the outcry of the community has spoken for they're all commander players at wizards so like they know this needs to happen and they realize ulrich blue and they're gonna say we need another well, gruel werewolf commander that it's i well, guarantee this... it i'm calling the shots now 
You could play this. You okay, when well, we get to that point, this, you could play gonna, this back. I'm gonna tell you what the bar is. Okay. Oh He's yeah, sure. Him. That's true. We didn't even get into your design. This, Go ahead. This is the bar. So this is a, another Ulrich. Right. Uh, I don't yeah, have the, you kept the using the same character. That's it. fair. Yeah, yeah, right. Same character. This it costs three hybrid gruel mana. So hybrid green red. Mm-hmm. Which they haven't really brought that back, have they? I don't think so. I no, think there was a couple ones that was activated abilities and stuff. Whatever. Yeah. So it's a three-two werewolf, human werewolf, first strike, and it says wolf and werewolf cards cost one less to cast. He's okay. Like making his pack bigger. He's helping that out. And when Ulrich attacks, you may transform one other attacking werewolf. If you do, it gains plus two, plus zero, oh, and trample until another turn. So it can help you transform your Oh, werewolves. cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. He can force transformations. Exactly. That's and neat. on the flip side... Yep, because you have to. Four, He's a werewolf. He's a werewolf. It's So it's a 5-4 double strike. Yep. Uh, and its ability is you make, you can choose not to transform werewolf cards. Okay, which is an ability for uh, werewolves already. Yeah, so it's on it's on a card that's in the ninety nine. It says you can't or something. Or yeah, there, there is some similar thing, but I want that on this card. Yep. I was even considering putting a werewolf thing where you get like on the other side saying wolves get wolves and werewolves get plus one plus one or something. It's, it's you know, you know what I would um, add on to your effect uh, though when you when you say you may. I would also remain the you can force transformations on that side of the card as well. Okay, yeah. So keep keep that same effect just, on both. Yeah, sides. just so you have full control over transformations. I like it. I like it. That's kind of one thing I wanted to do. It's like I want this. That was the one thing I wanted to do with this werewolf commander. It's like, yeah, I want to be able to control or have more control over the transformations. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, I would I would put that ability on both sides, just so you always each turn can always be like I want that thing to transform, just so mm-hmm. it can do it, because <laughs> that's only happening at the end of your turn. I'm imagining, right? Is, when when did you say it was going to happen? When it attacks. Oh, it's, it's only going to happen when it attacks. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was well, thinking I... in my mind, like at the end of each turn, I can transform something, which like goes beyond the the other end of turn trigger which is when it's going to transform so back. i think the transformation i believe that's on upkeep oh yeah, it is on upkeep upkeep yeah it's on upkeep yeah it says if it did this right if if two right. spells were cast or if no spells were cast is the only two things it cares about yeah no spells it goes to werewolf two spells it goes to human right but so yeah i so that could be on another one i also like the idea of encouraging to switch back and forth between sides of the werewolf right well which is why i said put that forcing transformations on both sides on both sides just so you can always be forcing transformations of things but attacks attacks might be too much to me i'm like wow on every attack you flip things that'd be that'd be maybe too much see that that's why it's only one Oh, okay, it is only one. Oh, okay. No, that was the reason I was thinking it was too much. I didn't want everything yeah. to attack, and all of a sudden it's and all, all werewolves. I wanted you, yeah. other werewolf on the hunt. And <laughs> yeah. So I was, in my mind, I'm like, just choose one per turn and transform yeah, it. Yeah. But you always get to do it. Like, on either side, you can always transform something. Yeah, I'd maybe make it an end of turn trigger or something like that. 
All right. Oh, well, either way, yeah, you're you're in luck. They're gonna make another werewolf, guaranteed by the oh, end of the year. Better be like this uh, one. Yeah, we'll see. Well, there's all clearly even even our we just discussed how many different variations of this. There's a lot of play space right. for werewolves, so they're gonna make something. Hope it's good. They're gonna make it blue. So I, mine, that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> mine that doesn't exist is dun 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 a phoenix commander. Oh, there are right. no legendary phoenixes. What gives? So, the, all what the phoenixes are, are rare. Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> <laughs> this could be mono red. I just made it a three red red flying haste four three, which is like some classic phoenix stats right there. Whenever a phoenix creature you control dies, create a zero one colorless ash token with. Whenever this creature takes damage, return a phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield. Ooh. So it's a classic phoenix ability, but it's not going to trigger off of just your end step or anything going on. But it can also return any phoenix. doesn't have to be the commander. It can be any phoenix, uh, as long as it's a phoenix. Uh, and I just like that it has that enrage effect. So I can do really cool things where, like, I can block yeah. with it. It's obviously going to die. Bam, I put a phoenix back on. Uh, maybe we could. you could say the token can't block. Maybe that's too strong if it can block. I don't really know. Uh, but I want no. the ability for it to, like, in my mind, flavor-wise, phoenixes are supposed to rise out of the ash when a fire ignites it, right? You know, right. like, the, yeah, it's yeah. supposed so to be a big like fire burst. So in my mind, flavor-wise, it makes sense for these ashes to catch fire. For me to be able to return the phoenix maybe maybe if it deals like maybe when it takes like non-combat damage okay if you oh then, there you go so you could block with the tokens right but then you're right. not gonna get your phoenix then you're not gonna get the Ooh, phoenix back i like it that way it's more like thematic about like oh i'm burning this phoenix right? yeah okay. that makes a lot of sense that makes it definitely harder too to return phoenixes Right. Which is actually probably important because most phoenixes are going to turn themselves anyway. But there you go. So that we just claimed it right there. Yeah. Whenever cool. it takes non-combat damage, uh, you could return a phoenix. And I like that too. Where like I could, you could, it, it's a token sitting there. You could attach, you know, a slagworm armor to it. Right. Yeah. Make it a big buffy zero seven and just keep <laughs> dealing non-combat damage to that ash token and returning yeah, crap yeah. tons of phoenixes that'd be hilarious so yeah that'd be really i like what you added though to it is yeah it should be whenever it takes non-combat damage there you go done wizards done. print it click print, print it. please <laughs> watch the innistrad it just suddenly changes to like innistrad phoenix, phoenix. <laughs> just from this episode go on. all good they should add. The, I don't know where they're gonna add this in, but like, it has. Eh, it doesn't have to be commander. That that could be anything. This is that phoenix is like a classic like core set mythic. It is. It's definitely a core set mythic. Yeah, which yeah, sucks because mythics like, are more expensive. But and then there's only like one other phoenix in the set, so everyone's just <laughs> like, oh wow, this is cool, but it's completely useless. Today. Yeah, it's never gonna Unless see standard play. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, even so, with that effect, with that like thing that we put on it too, it's in draft. It's gonna stink. You have to deal non-combat damage well, to get your phoenix back. A, a four-three flying case in draft is pretty good for five mana. Yeah, that was three, three red red. <laughs> yeah, that ah, I don't know. That's okay. That's good. That's 
good. I'd say that's just a good card. Limited. Well, see, I, I remember, I mean, everything it depends set to set. I remember would like I would love playing. It was a colorless card, but it was a four mana two two flying haze, and I was like in. <laughs> Done. That's it. All right, there you go. So there's that's all our cards, right? Or you had some honorable mentions? I yeah, believe. I I have one. I have I have a couple honorable mentions. All right, um, but one of them I think you'll like, and this is kind of on the token thing. It doesn't really mm. fix it, but uh, <laughs> but I we have... need help. We need help everywhere we can get right now. Well, so this is, it's a three of the blue enchantment called Reign of Frogs. And if a token yes. will be created, create a one, one blue frog instead. So it stops all tokens, it just makes frogs? It just makes frogs. Instead I of love tokens. it. I love it. So it's like Dovescape, but like a little more, because exactly. Dovescape is like a six mana enchantment with a hybrid, Azor- yeah. three hybrid Azorius. And that counters all non-creature spells. Yeah, and just make, and you just make birds for the, the commander to mana cost or the mana value. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I like that. Reign of frogs. Everything's <laughs> frogs. frogs. All your tokens. So that would stop Hull Breacher. Instead of getting treasures, treasures they would get, they frogs. get frogs. A True. replacement effect for a replacement effect for a replacement effect for a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> That's where we're at now. It's just like, no, I'm going to replace that with my replacement effect. Well, that replacement effect gets replaced with my replacement effect. Then it's like, how come we have two replacement effects? Like, which one was played first? I think that's how that works. Oh Wait a second. Oh my god, it makes no sense. But things are getting so ridiculous. Oh man, yep. So that I have, I have a couple other ones, but whatever. Uh, we might do only... part two of this. Of this. <laughs> so, well, Sounds like we could. I'll, I'll I mean, a lot of the cards that, like, my favorite that we've discussed were the ones that we came up while talking about cards. We're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what? Because even <laughs> when I talked about that white enchantment card, I came up with that kind of on the fly. I had a different effect, but the one I came up with during our discussion was much better. I think because yeah, that, I think it really should be based thing. off of, yeah, it really should be based off of that if you have more than than this i i made it i made it almost like the wizard's way i made it so that i said when a player draws a card if they have more in hand then pay two then you draw and i'm like you know what no that's what they've been doing yeah. and that's why white that's is bad it's no it's just so none annoying. of that it's no like, paying mana like, like nothing like that just make it like listen at the end of their turn, if they have more cards, you get a card because you're behind. So here you go. We're going to gift you a card. Right, yeah. Like, Mentor of the Meek is kind of the classic white card draw where, oh, whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you get to draw a card. Oh, but except it has to but be a really tiny creature man. and you yeah. have to pay mana. Oh, and so it hurts. Like, uh, I just, I have like three mana. I ha- I need to save this like, oh, I'm going to indi- make all my creatures indestructible, but it's like. Or it could draw two cards. That's the thing. It's on a fragile, uh, on a fragile creature to begin with. While like the Ristic Studies sit out there, they're the impossible to get rid of enchantments. While yeah. consecrated sphinxes, things like that, are going to oh, automatically God. trigger on people's upkeeps. It's like, I, yeah, you could remove it on your turn, but guess what? You already drew, and I already Wait, drew because of that. I'm going to draw two. I'm going to draw two whenever <laughs> like, you draw a card. Just uh, it's for so a hard to stop. Whatever it is, it's just like that's just that's. But but all these white abilities are too easy to stop. It's like yeah, I'll just do this, and then you get nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Like how? Oh, you didn't draw. You didn't like have enough mana or whatever because you needed to do something, or like oh, you have a board wipe. Like oh, well, too bad you can't draw any cards. (laughs) That's it. Uh, all right. Well, that was it for our cards. We want made. 
We have many topics still to go. Next week, we're going to go back into Dungeons and Dragons, though. And what are we talking right. about there? So this is uh, this is our topic of. So you want to you want to start a campaign? <laughs> uh, we're probably going to be mostly talking about if you're either the dungeon master or you're the person kind of getting your group together and saying like, okay, guys, this is what this is what we're going to need. Yeah, as a player, your job is a whole lot easier. And uh, by the next time we circle back around, uh, we'll kind of go into uh, a direct way of uh, if you're a player side. Here's what you need to do, right? Because we'll right. probably do create a character. But next week's is definitely going to be you're the DM. There's a lot more you have to do So for, for starting a campaign. So it's obviously there's more material. It's going to be a lot more interesting. And we're going to talk about starting the D&D campaign as your dungeon master. And hopefully it'll make it a little less intimidating. Because I remember when yeah. I Right, started, yeah. You think about it right now I, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> I, yeah, I got really excited. And then I kind of I was like, yeah, let's play Dungeons & Dragons. And like, I'll DM. I've kind of always wanted to do it. And then you just like you watch you know, like really successful streamers do it. You watch people who've been doing it forever. You're just like, uh, I I don't <laughs> I don't know how to do all that. <laughs> Wait a second. And so you do have to do a lot of work, but we'll we'll kind of talk about how to kind of break it down, and um, it's 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 much less intimidating than than you think. It yeah, is. I don't think it's as hard as everyone makes it out to be. Um, and obviously, when you are the DM and the campaign has started, things change a lot, and you could do you're you're the god at that point. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you want yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about more about it then. But yeah, it is. Uh, it, yeah, you just have to remind yourself of that every once in a while. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe I maybe this one thing I said was over here, uh, and then they came over here, and I made a mistake and made it too powerful. You know what? Maybe it was cursed. Maybe it was something else that's <laughs> happening to it. You can nerf it some other way. But yeah, we'll talk all about that kind of stuff next there week. There you go. Uh, and then, so what about the next time we circle back around to magic? What are we, so what are we going with? in two weeks, for magic, uh, we are going to talk about the finances of a magic player. Or the lack which, thereof. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, they kind of call this hobby cardboard crack for a reason. Uh, <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of hard choices you have to make when you get excited about commander deck and then you look at the your car and go Ugh. oh <laughs> and, it, and it's and it's getting into the spotlight nowadays too because we just had the whole like this year's came with the whole reserve list um at like discussion Spike. with wizards yeah. where yeah where they decided they're never gonna print them again and it sent the market into a tizzying spiral of ridiculousness and, and the whole fact that i think the pandemic plays a huge part in it more people are buying cards that you wouldn't think are buying cards because we're not in person. So it's really weird right. that a lot of the cards spiked, but it's because we're all accessing our cards through online means, which means directly at the market. A lot of times when you're doing the transactions through the store, I think a lot of prices actually end up staying down and, and staying more localized and staying a lot more even while now that, the whole market of the cards has gotten. We're going to go way into this in the finances, so yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I'll leave it for them. Yeah, but that, that's a little preview of kind of what that we're is. Talk yeah, about. which we always keep doing. We keep previewing, but it's because these yeah, topics we keep we're excited stuff. about. Because we just <laughs> we just want to talk about. We just yeah. I'm just like I'm ready to roll into the next podcast. Like here we go. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to start the next one up. Yeah, uh, but we shouldn't. Right. Instead, let's go get back to the party. <laughs> <laughs> let's go let's go party all right
And to all you listeners out there, party on. Party on.